the the little the spike whenever you clapped is still pretty low, but you'll you'll figure it's it there, out. It's, it's fine. there. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, mine is prominent. It looks good. Promising. <sighs> Round two nice. with the mics. We're professionals now. Uh, we're professionals, except in our mic tests, I recorded myself saying "da da," <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it's a good recording, but oh. it's pretty embarrassing. I'll edit it in here. <laughs> Include the 15 seconds of silence that go yeah, with it. Yeah, that's, that's really key. <laughs> oh, uh, Darcy just showed up. Hi, Darcy. Darcy, I'm going to have to close the door. Hello. Okay, if you're good, you can hang out. Get on my bed. On my bed. Oh, hurts to hurt. Hurts to lift my arm like that. Wow. Maddie's yeah, me flexing me on. Me and Maddie have our, our first shot. Yeah, got my uh, first shot yesterday. Ellen is unvaccinated. She. Ellen Soon. is uh. Out of the gang. I uh, <laughs> I'm getting uh, vaccinated next Friday, after work. Hell yeah. In West Van. Hell yeah. I'm just going to send out a little tweet to say we're recording. I'm not going to retweet it on my main account, though, because everyone's currently watching the Leafs and Habs game, and I don't... They're going to ignore it, and so I don't even need them to see it. Grind, you think there's nothing more embarrassing than being ignored? Me? I think there's nothing well, more like, embarrassing than Well, you're like, I'd me. rather... You're like... I don't even need to well, there's just no point. It. There's just no point. There's just no point. It's okay. If they want to see it, they have to follow our main account. And they will. We All 70 of our followers will see this. If they want to see it, they have to follow us, and they don't want to see it. <laughs> they simply do not. <laughs> when did we record our last episode? Three weeks ago? Like, three weeks ago? I think. Okay, I believe that. Three and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks? What has happened since then? Uh, Two and a half weeks. Maddie and I saw each other in person. Yeah, that was great. That was good. Um, that's it. Yeah. Um, All right, theme song's playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Uh, yeah, we nothing's happened. Granny and I went for a really soggy walk. Maddie and I oh, saw each so other soggy. a few times when I was uh, at my parents' house. Uh, and nothing else has happened. No updates. Maddie got vaccinated. Granny got vaccinated. I didn't. Yeah. I faced my biggest walked... fear driving my dad's big car to Kits and back again. And I walked from Kits to West. No, from Vancouver, West Vancouver to Kits, which is a good one. Which you will not By do myself. again with a big computer. I I walked home from work. I was working in West Van that day. Had a big work computer, and I walked across the Lionsgate Bridge and along the seawall. And across the Broad Street Bridge, and all the way home from there, and um, it was long. And it's boring to do that alone after a day of work with a big computer. And also popsicles in your backpack, and it's a hot day. You both did things the other wish they did instead. Yeah, I love to drive. <laughs> Ellen hates driving, but I love to drive. I simply hate it. I was telling uh, Grania in our walk the other day that the thing made me really want to put my uh, pedal to the floor in the car, the music that made me really want to 
put my pedal to the floor like you and Bruce Springsteen was Taylor Swift, Fearless Taylor's version. The whole album. <laughs> it's yeah, a, it's a mean... good album. <laughs> Whatever gets you driving. Um, uh, what's it called? You Belong With Me came on and I like, nearly ran two cyclists off the road. You know what? Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta. <laughs> Parody. Um, should I, uh, I'll do the intro. Welcome to Two Additional Bullet Girls, the show where we watch the CBC show, The Tudors, in 2021. Uh, I'm Ellen. I'm Grania. I'm Maddie. Producer uh, Maddie is also here, as usual. He looks like the needle drop with his headphones like that. <laughs> Does the needle drop? I'm fresh off uh, recording my interview with uh, St. Vincent. Yeah. You know, yeah. Does the needle drop have a mustache? He did for a while. I don't know if he still does. He still does either. Yeah, I gotta go put on yellow flannel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because this episode, ten out of ten. <laughs> I don't watch. I have no him. idea. I, I don't watch him. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> never seen him speak. I just know that those boys in the line to the Yale said, "You look like him," and we all agreed. <laughs> and then <laughs> our Danish friends got on the mechanical bull. And then our Danish friends got on the mechanical bull and Picture to Burn by Taylor Swift yeah. came on and it was a really crazy great night except I was sober the entire time and we went home at like two. Yeah. Crazy behavior. That time. Ellen and I, not sober. Well, I was driving. <laughs> We'd seen a movie and I can't drink right. often. Um, Branton also bailed on that night. He was in the, he like refused to line up for the yell with us and he missed mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Branton would have loved that they called you the needle drop. Branton is the only person oh. I know who actually watches the needle drop. <laughs> it would be wonderful. But you know what? Good night. Good night. Even if 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 even if I was sober. Yeah. I guess that was two years ago. Now that feels much more recent. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been two years ago because it was pre-COVID, but post me. Not do not eating. And it was stuff. also summer, so. Oh. Yeah. Guys, I want to go to the Yale. Yeah. I can't believe I just said that. I'd freaking kill someone. What was the concert the other day? I, was like, I, I hate kill... country music. Oh, I was on a walk last night and I killed someone to go to a Fall Out Boy concert. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. No, we're, go- no, we're all going to Lollapalooza to see Limp Bizkit. <laughs> Here is my tangent. Baby Rexa, who Maddie famously hates. For, I don't really know what reason. I don't think about her ever. I know there's a video of her, like, sobbing because she, like, had some success in music, which, like, okay, fair enough. But her name is, uh, what is it? Berta? Or Ber- no, uh... Berta? No, it's, uh... It's I like texted it to you guys Bleda. last. Bleda. It's Bleda, yeah. It's Bleda And I mean, I... Uh, I have absolutely no space to make fun of anyone's name, especially like a kind of like weird ethnic name. Sorry to the Albanian people listening to this podcast, but like Bletarexa is such a funny name. Um, <laughs> but 
Um, so is Grania, so I'm with you. But um, on Bebe Rex's Wikipedia page, Bebe. Bebe. <laughs> Bebe. What, what, did I say it wrong? You said Bebe. <laughs> what is it, Bebe? Yeah. Bebe. Grania's been listening to too much off menu. She's got James S. A. Caster going, Bebe, stuck in her head. Bebe. Bebe. Bebe Rexa. Bebe Rex. Okay, yeah, that does sound right. Okay. I, it's one of those names I don't think I've said out loud that much, you know? Bebe Rexa. Um, she, uh, uh, her Wikipedia page, she was in a band with Pete Wentz. Like, back in 2011. Hmm? So I what? think during Fall Out Boy's, like, hiatus, maybe, her and Pete Wentz were in a little band together. And then she left for, like, creative reasons. But I'm like, what? It was his DNCE. Anyway, crazy. Yeah, it was his DNCE. <laughs> DNBB. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to be right okay. to Pete Wentz. Um, but I was, yeah, I was listening to a Fall Out Boy playlist last night. Like, all of, like, that era of music. So good oh, on my little walk, uh, absolutely yeah. outstanding. I put one of their songs on my uh, songs I want to run to when I can run again playlist. So I genuinely like mean this. Sugar, sugar, we're going down is a wonderful song to run to. It's so good. It's so good. That and like Stacy's mom and um, obviously like Blink One Eighty Two, just any Blink One Eighty Two song, but. Um, that genre of music, like some of it's just like too cringy to even revisit, but some of the, some like All American Reject songs really hit. That All American Rejects album, I guess it's Move Along with like the white cover. Mm-hmm. Wow, what an album! I was listening wow. to that the other day too. Well, obviously we know because I posted yep. that tweet about thinking about Tyson Ritter as a surgeon. They're from <laughs> Oklahoma. I didn't know that. <laughs> I love that. I always think about. Um, all American, my sister wasn't allowed to go to an All American Rejects concert uh, in elementary school because uh, a friend of ours' mom hurt herself at a concert, um, and my mom was worried that Fiona would hurt herself at a concert. Um, but like Fiona was like twelve, and like her and her friends were just gonna go sit in seats and watch the All American Rejects. So really sad for her. Your mom had to wait another like what, like, 15 years for you to be elbowed in the head at that concert we went to? I did, yeah. She doesn't know about that. And also, I didn't, there was no lasting damage from that. If you're listening, parody, we're joking. <laughs> that didn't happen. If my mom listens to this podcast, she's already stopped listening because I've mentioned that she didn't let Fiona go to the All-American Rejects concert in whatever year that was. She's already, like, absolutely just furious with me. Should we talk about the episode? Um, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I'd like to talk about Grani getting elbowed in the head more. <laughs> was that it? Alex Cameron? That was yeah. it, Alex Cameron, and I said sorry. Yeah, people kept walking <laughs> directly into you because they thought you were standing on the stairs, but you were standing beside the stairs. So they kept walking straight into you and then getting really mad. I, like, hate concert. Well, I, God, I don't hate concerts. I would murder someone to go to a concert right now. But, like, when you're short... I'm not that short. I'm 5'4". That's, like, pretty much According average. to the calculator we all used this week to calculate how, what percentage of the population you are taller than Grania is average height. Yes. And I think that's true. 5'4 is pretty average. But there's something about every concert we go to where it's like, what if the only people here were the tallest men in the world? <laughs> and it's like, 
every time, no matter where I stand. That's why I missed the cobalt, because it was too small to have a bad view. Yeah, you know? unless you were standing behind yeah. the, the pole Biltmore... that was in the middle of the room, but you know. Yeah, but that's funny. That's part of the charm. The Biltmore sucks. And like, whatever, you know what, whatever. But like, the thing about the cobalt is like, even if tall people were in front of you, it's still like, yeah, I'm still like 10 feet from and the stage. And there was a stage. Mm-hmm. It's Which fine. the Biltmore does not have. And there was a yeah. stage. The Biltmore, it's like, this is literally Barely just like does. a bunch of bricks put together. I swear to God. I hate the Biltmore as a concert venue. The bil- not I gotta as much go as stand, on, stand on the table of a booth to see anything. <sighs> I... Anyway, that's me being a little bitch. The Biltmore is also bad because you always have to leave right after the concert because they're like, we're having a like uh, a party night or whatever. Like, it's uh, yeah. Winter and Wonderland, the- blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, you gotta leave. The Cobalt's <laughs> the same, or it was the same. I don't know what the Cobalt's been doing since February of 2018, but like... Um, it's been cool. close. But it was... <laughs> but it reopened as something else, I swear. The last concert we saw there was Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. yeah. It was like the Which Tuesday. Really it like, was, it really was on Tuesday and the Cobalt closed on. It was the last Tuesday, yeah. Thursday or something. Oh, yeah. RIP. But the thing about the Cobalt is I feel like usually they give you time to be like, I don't want to be here anymore. And then, you know, yeah, like, like the Bellmore, it's always like, chop, chop. It's not as bad as when we saw Whitney and they were like, we got to go because it was like Halloween weekend <laughs> and they like cut the set short. They, like, cut the sound off because they're like, we're having a Halloween event. Yeah. And you got to be out by 1030. And they kicked everyone out. And as we walked into the street, there was just, like, so many people lined up. All in, like, like But it was also, it was at, like, venue or whatever. Yeah. It was at venue. So it was, it was a club. Venue went out of business. It was supposed to be at the Hollywood Theater, which hasn't opened yet. And now whenever we go on our walks and we walk by the Hollywood Theater, we're always like, looks like a cute venue. We'd love to see a concert there one day because we keep getting concerts that are like have tickets for there that get moved because Lucy Dacus was supposed to be there too. Yeah. Lucy Dacus. Then she was at the Rio, which is also a weird place to see She was concert. at the Rio. I, I also fell asleep. In a good way, but I did, I did so fall asleep. Hot. It was so hot. I was so sleepy and her voice is very nice. So you just kind of... Yeah. You know. Big comfy movie chairs. Big comfy movie chairs. Yeah. Sorry, back to the Hollywood theater. Um, the conspiracy that uh, COVID was uh, released from a lab in uh, Wuhan, it's, uh, it's false. Uh, COVID was created by the uh, new owners of the Hollywood theater because they weren't done construction. And yeah, they, they were wanted ready to, to have up. a little bit more time. <laughs> they couldn't One keep day. bumping the concerts. Oh my God. One day I... we will go to a concert there. Oh. One day. I think I have, like, three sets of tickets right now that are supposed to be for the Hollywood theater in like the fall or winter. <laughs> we'll see. Isn't we'll the Tim see. Hortons across from it that ha- you found the egg patty on the ground? Outside? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Across yeah. from the Hollywood theater. I found an egg patty on the ground. That's it. <laughs> that <laughs> made me story. smile. <laughs> it was really sad for Our... whoever lost it, but yeah. Okay. Tutors. The episode. Yeah. Episode nine. Uh, it's called, the Act of Treason, this is the second last episode in the season. Yes. Um, and Arianne, who has seen the Tudors before, says this is the best season of the Tudors, and it's all shit from here. And it's so, true. It, it's been way better than the first one. I'll, I'll give it that. This episode was crazy. It had everything. Did it have Madge? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it had Madge. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Madge watch. <laughs> Madge watch. 
Uh, Grady, would you like to lead us through a summary? Sure, sure. Okay, so um, I don't have my notes super organized, but I think I can do it. Um, so uh, it's basically dealing with the fallout of the miscarriage that Anne had in the last episode. Um, so Henry's really pissed. He expressed last week that he um, wanted to find a new bride. And so he's kind of looking for reasons to, to get rid of Anne. Um, and he's also looking for reasons to get close to Jane. So, um, on the Anne front, she's super worried, and her and Cromwell are clashing a lot, and she keeps threatening him, and it's like, girl, it's really sad to watch. And then, um, Henry's basically just looking for evidence against Anne, so he taught, they they go through all these people that might have proof that she's, like, done wrong, Someone who, can you tell me who, Ellen, I obviously didn't watch closely enough, who um, tells Henry, is it Cromwell that tells Henry that, or is it Charles Brandon? One of his, his buddies tells him like, oh, there's rumors that she slept with a bunch of people. So then they talk to every man who's ever interacted with her and are convinced that all of them have slept with her. And then they interview all of her like maids, including Madge, Madge's on trial and then eventually like they all are basically like yeah she fucked everyone and then one woman's like oh yeah um her brother was there sorry someone says that madge says she fucked her brother yeah yeah (laughs) and um legend legend and so then they interview all these men they torture mark smeaton until he confesses to sleeping with her even though obviously he never did um but they like take his eye out so it's pretty brutal um so they basically just like have all these charges against Anne's co-conspirators or affairs and everything and um jail them all and then at the end of the episode they are all killed so that is uh mark smeaton that is henry norris who was just a dude who was flirting with uh with madge and we'll get into some of his details because there's some very funny scenes with him um it's, uh, and then her brother, George, who, like, whenever he's, ta- the incest comes up, he's like, what? <laughs> he's so confused. It's very funny. Uh, but his wife testifies against him, which makes sense in some ways because he wasn't nice to her. But yeah, his wife is like, oh, he definitely fucked his sister. And it's like, what? Um, and then it also includes the man who is the assassin. Right. Yep. And it's basically like, oh, like, he like he slept with her and he like confesses he's like great here's a way to get rid of her and then he's like a little martyr and he's like i finally done what i was said to do and i'm like okay if you were willing to die along with her you had about four fucking hundred opportunities before this to like taste some food and then give it to her and then you both die like there were so <laughs> many points where he could have died with her and only now whenever he's like gonna go down with eight other people and get his head chopped off as he's like Oh, like, I'll be a martyr. And it's like, what? Anyway, so he's also included. Her uh, dad, Mr. Belen, is arrested. Um, and uh, and like, basically just pleads with Henry, like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And then at the end of the episode, she is arrested. Um, and there's a big scene where everyone gets their head chopped off. And it's really funny because Thomas Wyatt, who's the only person who's actually slept with Anne, is found not guilty. And he's like, I literally fucked her. and so then on the jane front it's not so much is happening basically uh cromwell gives the seymours like 
the apartments by Henry so that they can be close to him and so that Henry can hang out with Jane uh, more frequently. Um, he gives her a locket with his face in it, and it's so funny. And then um, he, uh, Anne finds it immediately and is like, you slut, or whatever. Her word's not mine. And then, um, and then Madge gives the locket back to Jane. And, um, and then, yeah, her and Henry have some, like, little, like, delicate moments, but don't do anything, because Jane's a very chaste woman. Her kissing him last episode, I feel like, was very, um, out of character. Well, her brother and her dad are watching, like, through the doorway. Yeah. Her brother and her dad are like, yes, let's do this. It's, it's Anne Boleyn all over again. But, um, and then, uh, Henry sends Jane away, basically, to be like, you shouldn't be around for the next little bit, because it's, um, it's gonna be stressful. And it, it is, because then a bunch of people get beheaded, and there's a twitching body, and that's it. And I think that's sort of all that happens in the episode. It's basically just, like, rounding up all the men who Anne has, in theory, slept with, and cutting their heads off as Anne watches from her new prison. Yeah. Love that for her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, unfortunately, the end of Mark Smeaton, like, he is uh, beheaded. So sad. We did get but... one last fiddle scene, which is great. Oh. <sighs> But I do feel like Madge is going to become an absolute key player powerhouse in season three. Incredible news I hope so. I really hope so. Because <laughs> um, she was really, she really was shining this episode. Oh, yeah. She, she's been waiting Star for Witness. Wings. Star um, Witness. They also, like, the interrogation, like, it was, like, an interrogation montage in the middle, and it's, like, all of them, like, sitting, like, classic, like, police, like, almost, like, a light over them, and it's, like, okay. Yeah. Big, big candle. There are no <laughs> huge candle <laughs> upside down. Um, can I talk about one of the first things in this episode that I thought was crazy? Yes, absolutely. Please do. It's not like so we have a scene... podcast for this or anything. <laughs> so the show opens, oh, and yeah. they have mm. presented Henry the like dead baby that Anne miscarried, like wrapped in a cloth in a bowl. <laughs> I'm going to call this scene something that some weird Christian group has found somewhere and then screen recorded and taken out of context and being like, this is what your aborted baby looks like. And he like peeks under it and he like looks at it and he's like disgusting. And it's like, yeah, man, he just presented you a dead baby in a bowl. Also, they were like, oh, the, like, maybe it was a blessing disguise. Like, the baby is, like, deformed. So, you know, like, maybe it's good, like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, then I cannot be the father because yeah. I, I don't have deformed children. Um, following <laughs> that, like, okay. it's one of the later scenes, but it's connected to that thought from him, is that he scream cries at Charles Brandon about Anne's infidelity and calls her a fucking bitch with the funniest face I've ever seen. I'm going to post a screenshot on Twitter because it's so funny. Um, And he's, like, just having a little breakdown, which, like, is fair in some ways because he's, you know, going through a lot. But also, um, he he basically is, like, just, like, decides that he's not the father. And, like, then he has this moment where he's like, I might not even be Elizabeth's father. And I forgot to Google this, but I'm like, did that actually happen? Did he actually, like, think for a second that Elizabeth shouldn't be, like involved because that'd be so funny they should have delegitimized elizabeth it would have been so funny lady jane gray loyalists 
Elizabeth, well, daughter of Mark Smeaton. Oh my god. Imagine the scandal. Um, the locket is another thing that we should talk about. So the locket that Henry presents to Jane has like a little portrait of him in it. And it's just like a little painting. And I love to think of the props person who's like painting this like little picture of Jonathan Rhys Myers in this like comically large locket. It is the funniest thing in the world. And I said this on Twitter. I put it on our, our account. If anyone ever hears this years from now and you hear this and you have any access to that locket, I don't even need Get to touch. I don't even need to own it or like, I just want to know that it still exists. Mm-hmm. Who's the woman who worked on Cats? What's her name? Cat Pope. Cat Pope. Yeah, Cat Pope. Yeah. Uh, Cat Pope, I don't think she was a um, a props person, but... Also active in the industry at that point in time. Yeah. Also yeah. listens to this. <laughs> our biggest fan, Cat Pope. She keeps voting for Luke Pasqualino on our oh, uh, Twitter polls. Our nemesis, Cat Pope. <laughs> I would love for Cat Pope to acknowledge us. I don't think she ever has. <laughs> And I'm going to say good on her for not. Why should she? Why would she? Well, we, fo- we followed her on Twitter. I always say hello to every every person who follows me on Twitter. I send them a little hello, welcome. <laughs> what, what, why are you here? Is there anything? Is there a podcast you'd like me to acknowledge? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jira. On topic of Twitter, Twitter has reopened... Um, uh, like verification applications for the public, so uh, trying to get verified. <laughs> Did they oh, be so funny if I was verified? Oh yeah, it's been gone for like three years. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Did you have to be like a public figure? Yes, but they also verified like uh, a neo-Nazi, and it was like classic. It was like yeah. verification. It like started as like, okay, this is actually you, and we're saying this, but it kind of became like. An endorsement from Twitter, and then it was right. like people were very unhappy. Yeah, so I can't it's back wait for now. The two, so, uh, two additional two additional girls, girls official girls. Twitter account. Yeah, Verified. so that that random journalist who said that Sherlock Holmes has to look like Benedict Cumberbatch, who threatened to start a Tudor's podcast, um, does not get verified. Two additional Bowling Girls. Imagine if she named it Two Additional Bowling Girls, oh but it was just her. That'd be crazy if she did that. Ugh. <laughs> It's just her. Season a lonely nemesis. podcast. How can you have enough stuff to talk about in the show just by yourself, like, rambling on? Like, your own opinions about she the show. She has for, like, another a- podcast, and I'm not going to name her because I'm, like, I don't, I'm not mad at her, but she does have another podcast, and it's more, like, narrative. I didn't, I personally, like, can almost never listen to narrative podcasts, like, where someone's, like, written a script and is, like, but first, I did this, or whatever the fuck, you know? Like, I can't, I personally, it's not for me, but, um... She, like, so she does, like, a history podcast where she, like, tells the story of what happened. So, like, I guess she could, like, write an essay about the podcast, about the episode and how it compares to history and then read it out loud on a podcast. But, like, I personally think that would just be a blog. Yeah. You can only do that so many times, too. It's, like, if you can do, like, a season or something like that, but, like, one episode, like... I know. I don't know if this really happened exactly like this, and I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just reading the, uh... IMDb episode summary. That's my podcast. Yeah, it's called this episode. By the way, it's called "The Act of Treason." They're really getting lazy with the episode titles. They keep being like, "Oh yeah, um, treason, succession," and it's like, "Yeah, 
It's all right. We're picking up the slack with our episode titles. Yeah, we gotta gotta think of something good tonight. Um, another thing that I googled after the episode was um, so I went on the Tower of London uh, Wikipedia page. Love that for you. Classic, yeah. Um, I don't know. Didn't learn very much about it. I did learn that the last person to be executed in the Tower of London was in the 1940s as a a spy during the Second World War. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They hadn't executed people in the Tower of London for a long time, and then during both World Wars, they uh, housed prisoners there and uh, executed them. Uh, I think it was by firing squad, uh, which is insane. I yeah, mean, the firing um, squad's coming back in a big way. Uh, but what was my... Oh, yeah, I looked up all the... Um, I read some of the articles about the torture devices that they had, and Ooh. it reminded me because Mark Smeaton, the way he was tortured in the episode, is he had, like, a rope with a knot on it tied around mm-hmm. his face, and then the knot went over his eye, and then the back of... In the back of the rope, there was, like, a stick on it, so you'd, like, twist it and, like, drive the knot into his eye, which was awful. And then it showed them taking him down to, like, the dungeons to be, like, put on the, like, the rack. Ugh. (laughs) Love the rack. He didn't get boiled like that other man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that man did get boiled. He didn't make boy soup. But but then I was looking on the uh, Wikipedia page for the Tower of London. They were talking about this other one. I don't remember what it was called. Damn it. It was like something rather's daughter or whatever. And if the, essentially the way it works is that it's like the reverse rack. So instead of stretching you, it like crushes, like it, you crush yourself. So it's like on the rack, you get like stretched out. And what they do is they like stretch you out completely. And then they put you in this other one. And like you're in this like kind of like frame, this like iron kind of like frame. And then they'd like tighten it. So it's like, it's not like you're getting crushed by weight you're getting crushed because your body is getting, like, so condensed into itself. And, like, bodies can only do that up to a certain point before you're, like, crushing, like, crushing yourself. Oh. You get, like, your head and your feet and then your arms, like, strapped in. And then they do, like... (laughs) Let me find what it's called. (laughs) No, that's crazy. Uh, what did I Google about this episode? Oh, I Googled, um... Edward Seymour, because I thought he's, I think he's kind of cute in the show. I said something about him in my notes. <laughs> Did you say he's cute? Yeah, I said he's thought he okay, looked like Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's cute. Um, so I googled him because I was like, he's not the one who like, totally, uh, like, mm. he was like, his brother, Thomas Seymour is the one who is super creepy and bad to Elizabeth because uh, she lives with him and his wife, Catherine Parr. Um, and then he, like, absolutely, like, uh, grooms her and is just, like, really creepy towards her. And everyone's right. like, oh, like, they had a thing. And I'm like, she was 14. They didn't have a thing. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. Also, I'm not, the- I'm not like, an Elizabeth for the first stan. I don't really care about her, but, like... Yeah, earlier in the episode, I don't episode think you that said- was, like, a good or consensual relationship. Earlier in the episode, you said she- it would be funny if she was delegitimized and removed oh, from I the agree. line of succession. No, I, I will stand by that. There's a, a most... I say that about most monarchs. Any monarch post-Henry V, including his son... Yeah, bad. Nah. They don't need to be here. It should have died with him. The uh, um, torture device that I was thinking of is called the Scavenger's Daughter. Ew. Okay. I like that. Um, 
But no, while Googling uh, Edward Seymour, who was not a, um, a pedophile, but was, like, not necessarily, like, the best Lord Protector for Edward VI. But he was, I, you know what, in his Wikipedia page, I'm like, as far as medieval guys go, it's like, whatever. He seemed to be trying his best and wasn't very good at it. Okay. But on his, Wikipedia, <laughs> who, on his Wikipedia, exactly, on his Wikipedia page, it included my favorite segment of any, like, historical figure, blah, 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 whatever. You know who I'm trying to say. The a bit where they say, like, portrayals, and then they list every actor who's ever played them in a movie. Yeah. I love those. So, as we know, the parallel show to this, which is supposed to be very good, is Wolf Hall. And the man who played Edward Seymour in Wolf Hall mm-hmm. is a man named... I didn't write his name down. <laughs> but he played Aragon in the Aragon movie, yeah. which I did not see. Oh my God. But we all know his face. Yeah. It was the book with the dragon on it. He is the blonde man from that. Someone said they were like Aragon was something or other for like boys, and I don't remember what it was, but it was essentially like some sort of fan fiction, but I don't remember what it was. Sorry, that was a bad retelling like, of that joke. Twilight or something, but not Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aragon book. Oh, no movie. I always get him mixed up with Lucas Till, the blonde guy from the Hannah Montana movie. And I get him confused with the guy who is in the movie Letters to Juliet, who I've never seen in anything else. (laughs) I almost watched Letters to Juliet the other day, and then I watched the trailer, and it looked so bad that I didn't. It's really bad. Sorry, I'm Googling it. Crazy um, what's shit. What's his face is in that? I, I never watched Aragon, but that man's in it. Garrett Hedlund. Mm, yeah, oh, he is. Yeah. He's hot. Uh, I'm looking at um, okay. Juliet now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see this man who is... <laughs> okay. <laughs> For a second, it was loading probably. I'm like, Jesse Plemons. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> Imagine if Jesse Plemons was Aragon. No, oh, in Letters to Juliet. In Letters to Juliet. Oh, shit. Oh, that'd be way better. Amanda Seyfried and Jesse Plemons falling in love in Italy. I'd love to watch that. We'd love to see yeah. it. I'd love to see that. Um, so, um, one other thing I, I do want to talk about that I think is important is... Um, the Okay, so Henry Norris is a guy mm-hmm. who is a couple episodes ago he was like flirting with madge but wasn't marrying her and him and henry kind of laughed about it henry's like you should just marry her and he's like eh, it's it's kind of fun to not be married but to still enjoy like that was him he was playing woman. chess with henry before the joust exactly yes so uh henry norris um is hanging out in, in Anne's chambers a lot because he likes to hang out with the ladies, especially Madge. And he's not, like, being creepy or flirty. He's just there. Like, hey. And um, Anne and her girls are practicing a dance, and it's, like, literally like a TikTok house. They're, like, all doing this coordinated dance, and then one of them messes up, and Anne's like, come on. And I'm like, this is so funny. But then Anne, like, randomly snaps at Henry Norris and is basically like, what does she say to him? It's so funny. She, she basically like, calls him a spy or something. She basically says he's waiting around for the king to die so that he can, like, marry her. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Because she and thinks then, he's uh, in love with her. Yeah. And then Henry goes on a little boy's trip into the woods with a bunch of guys. 
Um, which is, I think, just, like, a ruse to get them all, like, in a place where they can be arrested or something. Because he, like, he, like, what does he say to, um, uh, yeah, Henry Norris is just, like, chilling, and then Anne yells at him. And then in, like, the next scene he's in, he's, like, riding with Henry, and he's kind of, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, ch- I'm fine, I'm just chilling. And Henry's, like, so you fuck my wife? <laughs> <laughs> and Henry Norris is, like, what? No, like, are you... What are you saying? And then Henry's like, oh, wait, so now I'm crazy? You're calling the king crazy? And then he arrests him. And I'm like, this couple is so mean to Henry Norris. Like, he literally was just like, I have a bit of a thing for Madge, but I'm not going to marry her yet. And Anne and Henry are both like, we are going to be so mean to you unexpectedly, and then you're going to get executed just because you said the wrong thing slightly and happened to follow Madge around a bit. It's so funny. R.I.P. Good bit. Right yeah. And then, yeah, the assassin gets arrested while naked. Yeah, okay. he's praying naked, and I'm like, okay. I couldn't remember who he was. They, like, arrested him. Yeah, and you never have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've he's never got, remembered you know who he is. <laughs> Good face for an assassin. Very forgettable. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he, uh, he, it's so, it's so funny seeing him have this, like, moment where he's like, oh, my God, if I confess to sleeping with her, she'll definitely get, like, executed or gotten rid of. I've done it. I've done my job. And it's like, you could have done this weeks ago. So much faster and so much cleaner. And here's your little moment of, oh, I could die with her. It's like, yeah. Yeah. You, you could have that? stabbed her at any point and had the same fate. Yeah. Like, he's so stupid. Worst assassin of all time. He just needed to know that uh, all of his uh, competition was also out of the picture. He wasn't going to yeah, die exactly. in uh He's like, I kind of want to see how this, like, incest subplot plays out. Um, but <laughs> That's crazy. At the end of the episode, it's back to the execution patio uh, for oh, yeah. all of the executions. And they do them one after another, and the log still has blood on it when they bring out the next guy. Yeah. And they wipe up the blood with hay. Yeah. There's someone just <laughs> scrubbing hay around, doing nothing, like picking up no blood, just moving hay, blood around with some with a big piece of hay. One Ugh. of them takes like a few swings to get his head off. I don't remember which one it was, but truly awful. I think it was I think it was the assassin or Henry Norris. Someone's twitching after. George like, Boleyn yeah. was twitching after. Yeah. It shows like Anne is watching the execution of her brother like through this like little window in the tower. And she is the woman in the window. <laughs> when is that out? Is it out? Uh, it's out. Last Friday. I, it, and reviews, have you seen it? No, but it's, apparently it's just a mess. Good. god awful. The movie Woman <laughs> in the Window, streaming on Netflix, starring Amy Adams. <laughs> um, but Anne is, like, in the window. And she, like, sees her brother get decapitated and she, like, screams. And then, it, like, cuts to her dad in, like, another room in the castle. You can, like, hear her, her screaming. And he's, like... He's like, I guess he's like reading, I don't know, a Bible. It's a book. And he like gives a face like, oh, oh my God. And it's like, your son was just decapitated. <laughs> it's, it's one of those moments where I'm fairly sure the scripts, the, the, the plan was he, he should look sort of like resigned to his fate. He knows he's next. He's devastated that it's all gone wrong. But the way it's played just does kind of seem like, can she stop yelling? Well, at the beginning of the episode, there's a scene with Anne and her dad where he's kind of, like, shoving her around and he's, like, basically, like, don't fuck this up for us because me and your brother deserve this. And, like, 
I don't care about you. And it's not like, oh my god, don't fuck this up because they'll kill you. It's like, if you fuck this up, I will lose my status. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and th- everyone's all pissed because they gave the Seymours, like, church lands, I think. Which, yeah. Because they've been taking... Up in Yorkshire. They've yeah. been taking all the, like, the properties from the churches and they're, like, dishing it out unfairly. And it's like, well, what do you think they were going to do with it? So. Um... The other uh, thing I liked that did happen was, um, well, not that did happen, just in general, I think the, the dynamic is funny, is um, just the, like, Henry and Jane dynamic is so fun to me because it's, like, they're in love. Like, we know that Henry loved Jane Seymour the most of all of his wives. We know that she loved him. We know that there was it was quite, like, I think a good relationship as far as his relationships go. There's quite a, you know, spectrum, as we know. But, um, it's one of those things where, like, they're so devoted to each other, and I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm like, when would she ever have started caring about him? Like, I know he's the king, like, obviously there's an element of, like, I have, I'm in awe of this man, but, like, it's so funny her being like, I would never do anything to upset him, like, I, I... I love him so much, and I'm like, you well, just like, met, it's, and it's, he's killed one wife. It's modern, uh, <laughs> modern Christian, uh, TikTok, Instagram, real culture. You know, uh, it's, uh, yeah, as God. the king is God's representative on earth, you have to be a God-fearing woman. True. And, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she found she found her Christian guy. She's posting reels like, imagine having a Christian wedding and then it's like all photos of eight different weddings that all look exactly the same. Um, oh, so my Instagram... Ex- go ahead. Sorry, my Instagram Explorer page broke today. You know, when it breaks and then goes back to, like, just architecture mm-hmm. and, like, one puppy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is peace. This is what normal life should be. And then you refresh it. So I refreshed it, and my the, like, featured reel then flipped from, like, some sort of, like, house decor thing to, like, this boy <laughs> with, like, horrible eyes and a horrible little face. And it said, Jesus something like some sort of emoji and then weed (laughs) and i'm so upset i was at work so i don't watch things at work you know like you check instagram work but you don't like sit and watch tiktoks or real yeah sure so i was like okay i'm gonna i have to quit away from this because i'm not gonna listen to this at work i'm in an office there are other people around i'm gonna leave that but I'm really upset because I have to find it again. Our, for everyone listening, our, like, favorite thing in the entire world is these, these, like, extremely conservative Christian people on TikTok and they repost their videos on Instagram Reels who make these, like, absolutely unhinged videos that are just, like, the most disgusting things you have ever seen. And we... Yeah. They're, like... The, we cannot the... get enough. Yeah. They're like, like, we all have probably, I'm sure I can't think of any, but I definitely do have like Christian friends and like, whatever. It's not like a weird thing to be a Christian, but these people are the people who are like, oh, oh, because it's like, it's so funny. They're so funny. And they're all so sincere and like posted without any irony or like any idea that like this will ever reach someone who is like outside of this community and just looks at this and thinks like you are an absolute psychopath yeah oh it's <laughs> fascinating <sighs> but we're obsessed and so all of our explore pages are broken because that's yeah. what instagram feeds us now yeah so my explore page yeah. is just um 
sourdough bread. Um, open it up right now. <laughs> yeah, my explore page is um, sourdough bread and um, little silly little Pomeranians and Chihuahuas and things. And then every single reel, if it's not a um, bread making thing, it is uh, a woman talking about the scariest verse in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> See, I refreshed mine. I've had a lot of capybaras lately, and I think that's good. Ooh, that is and look good. At this. I know this is a podcast, but this hamster is holding a little water bottle that's like a Barbie water bottle. Look at him. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then and then I go into my reels, and I get like uh, dogs uh, and cats doing things, and then like these absolutely crazy ones that are like five reasons you should date a Christian man. <laughs> This one is a sin that is normalized too often, and this girl is staring into the camera smiling, and it goes, astrology. <laughs> <laughs> and then it zooms in on the uh, b- the Bible verse where they say astrology is bad, and she's highlighted it and written beside it, no astrology. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay. Like, I also don't like astrology, but that's because people say I'm emotional. And that's, uh, that's my business. <laughs> me, like, commenting on that being like, sorry that God made me a Libra. Ugh. Um, while we're talking about social media, can we do airmail? Is there an airmail? Sorry, Matt is showing us a dog. <laughs> is it a dog? It has guinea pig feet. Yeah, it's a dog. It's horrible. <laughs> you thought that was a guinea pig? <laughs> it has guinea pig legs and hands. See, you know oh what? It's God. such an ugly dog that it could be a guinea pig. But it's not. It's a dog with um huge nuts. Chicken feet. Can someone log into the Google uh, the Gmail. I've never logged in before. Yeah, yeah I can do that right now. I'm going <laughs> to lean slightly closer to my camera. Is this ASMR? I'm going to... Hum- Sid said he was sending an airmail, and we- I know what it's about, and I hope he sent it in. He did not. Sid. Um, I'm asking if her was texting about it was his formal submission. The other thing I wanted to just mention before we do airmail, because obviously... Uh, you know, we're waiting on Sid. Um, my favorite look of the episode, I have two. I had one, and I was like, this is going to be my look of the episode. And then the next couple scenes, I was like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> so the first the first scene, I was like, you know what? And as I said, I'm not an Elizabeth the First stan. I would love it if she had never got onto the throne, because it would have been funny. <laughs> but <laughs> when she, as like a whatever year old, I don't know how old she is here, like six? Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah. In the show, yes, okay, she's six. Yeah, okay. She is wearing, like, a little baby French hood. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Very funny. So I was like, look at the episode. Baby French hood. Um, how do you say baby in French? Bebe? Okay, there you go. <laughs> Bebe, Rexa. <laughs> Bebe French hood. Bebe hood. Um, and, uh... And I was like, that's very fun. Good for her. And then Anne Boleyn gets arrested wearing this black dress with this like weird like little like chain necklace attached yeah. thing. And I'm like, that's it. It looks great. And then she, it looks great. when she gets arrested, they're like, you don't have time to pack your things or get changed. And I'm like, she's going to prison in that? 
<laughs> and it looks great. This is the thing. Anyone who like girl bosses and like thinks that Anne Boleyn is like a feminist icon, I'm like, she just existed as a human being. Doesn't she's not she didn't do anything particularly good. But if you're going to do that about her, this dress should be why. Because it looks so cool. It looks great. Is it, she looks great. Is it black velvet? It's like black velvet kind of and then it has this like kind of like square angular like a necklace attachment thing that like it looks like it could be make it's not metal but it almost looks like it could be like a metal chain thing it's very cool i it just looks good it looks like this is how a woman who's been accused of sleeping with multiple men including her brother should get arrested a harlot a harlot <laughs> I, like, wasn't on the lookout for looks this episode because I was so engrossed in the uh, the plot, mm-hmm. but I do remember Shida was wearing, when she gets to the tower, she's wearing a very, very large cape, like, satin teal cape. Yeah, big cape, big hood, big cape. With a huge yeah, yeah. hood on it. Oh, and, like, yeah. she wore a lot of, like, crowns this episode, which are, like, oh, I look at them and I'm like- When she got arrested- Go ahead. When she got arrested on top of that, she also had, like, a crown on her head, which was, like, oh- I guess. The crowns are, like, very historically inaccurate, but I do love a, like, prom queen crown while going to prison, my black harlot dress, yeah. with my, yeah. it, it was, it was a yeah. whole look. Like, they knew she what they were doing. She had her rain moment, and they did it, they did it right. I, I, yeah. I don't know if many, the costumes, I don't remember if we roasted the costumes in the season one, but the costumes are pretty good this season. I think everyone looks pretty good. We roasted I've, some of the, the choices they made in the costumes. I feel yeah. like in season one, Henry Moore wore more historically accurate pants, which yes. were bad. Yes. Yeah. They, they, it, the thing is, if they're going to try to convince us Jonathan Reese Myers is sexy, you got to do him some They got to get him out of the, the pantaloons. The, yeah. The britches. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta show off those Gams. calves that that random person was like, yo, about. Yeah. Well, not anymore, because he That's why they call the, it Hampton Court. They have the whole... that leg ulcer. Okay, good segue. I heard back from Sid. Good segue good se- about leg ulcer? No, Hampton Court. <laughs> okay. So this is the airmail from Sid, but it was formally submitted by text message, and the only thing... The context you need to know behind this is at work, I Google a lot of unhinged and weird things. We all do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometime last year, I had Googled, we were talking about something at work, and this was when we were all still in the office, so this was like over a year ago, and I wanted to know how many bricks were used to construct Hampton Court Palace. <laughs> Classic, yes. So I Googled it, and I the phrasing I used was Hampton Court, how many bricks? No number came up, and it's been driving me and Sid crazy ever since. Sid sent me a Slack in the middle of the week at work, like middle of the workday, we hadn't been like chatting beforehand and just says, so I emailed Historic Royal Palace's customer service. (laughs) (laughs) So Sid was at home and he was talking about this with his mom and his mom was like, why don't you just email them? (laughs) I just took a big sip of water before you said that. (laughs) So Sid, it was like, yeah, like why don't I do that? So he emailed them and uh, asked how many bricks were used to He asked make... Hampton Court how many bricks. Court, how many bricks. <laughs> I'm looking for the answer here. So he Googled them and he got a response, or he emailed them and he got a response. And they estimate 
estimate that there's about 26 million bricks used to make Hampton Court. <laughs> million! And this is the kicker. This is like... This is, like, a to-be-continued, because they also passed along an email address for the curator's department. Oh, my God. Because they said, it's about 26 million bricks. If you want more information of how we came up with that number, you can email this department. Yeah. Okay, Sid, Sid come on the pod and yeah, explain. Sid, I want legend. Sid and the curators come on the pod and tell us about these bricks. Oh, so my God. The curators have not responded and he emailed them probably like close to like two or three weeks ago. So he said that I could share this information on the pod now because we don't think we'll ever hear back from them. But um, well, when we go to Hampton Court, we will knock on the door of the curator's room and say, "Hey, twenty-six well, million. I said, How? Sid Check your email. Has to uh, retrain as a like history PhD now to be able to yeah. answer yeah. that question. Yeah. Absolutely." But, um, I like to imagine the people who are working in like Hampton Court or Royal Palace's customer service. And they're usually getting like questions about like, are you guys open tours? Do I have to wear a open? mask? All this type of stuff. And then they get one that someone being like, "Hey, not sure if you answer this. How many bricks were used to make Hampton Court?" <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Sid for finding that oh. out, and thank you to the Hampton Court customer service team. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. They're really, you know what? Like a basketball player on a court. They're uh, assisting us. <laughs> we said that they probably think that Sid is some, like, 10-year-old kid who's writing, like, some sort of weird <laughs> little book report. But yeah. he's just a curious <laughs> man with an office job. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So now we know. Hampton Court, how many bricks? Approximately 26 million. Wow. 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 That's so thrilling to me. Well, now we are, like, I, the possibilities are endless for all the different things we can email. Like, we need to email Oxford and ask them how many degrees they've given out. There are just people sitting yeah. around whose job it is to answer these emails. Mm, we can email some yeah. people. I can really want to know how many, people. <laughs> I want to know how many degrees Oxford has given out, because that one really, okay, so there's 26 million people in Myanmar. So if okay. we stack them all on top of each other, we could make Hold on. a huge. If you Hampton put court. every person in Myanmar into the um, the the no. device that squishes you down, we'll compress them into bricks and build scavenger, a human scavengers. Scavengers. I, I have a better idea. So there's 26 million people there. Britain colonized Myanmar. They called it Burma. Yes. Right. We dismantle Hampton Court. Give each person in Myanmar a brick. They all get to throw it at a member of the British royal family. Maddie, you can edit in me saying grave or something here. No, I'm going to edit in me saying oh, and choosing. the House of Lords. And the House of Lords. Or like, yeah, yeah, kind of like any shitty British establishment yeah. person or monument that they choose. Yeah. But preferably person. I'm not advocating for murder, parody, don't kill the queen. Parody. I'm not advocating for murder, parody. <laughs> parody. Um, but I think we should do that. I think we should start a campaign to dismantle Hampton Court, as cool as it is that it still exists. Like, there's a lot of old buildings in England. It's fine. And we give each person in Myanmar a break. Gonna <laughs> Sid, so if you could follow up with the uh, people you emailed at Hampton Court, ask them how much it would cost to buy Hampton Court. Because then we can just do yeah. what we want with it. 
We got a lot of plans. Yeah. For when we buy Hampton Court. <laughs> I watched we can the... Also, on top of once we take away all the bricks, but I'm sure there's some rooms that don't need the bricks. We can still have some structure. That can be our new studio. Yeah. It's very drafty because, you know, we took down all the walls, but. We're recording yeah. this podcast beside the fireplace that's like the size of like a double doorway. <laughs> We're just, and someone is- We're in this, we're in the hearth. Someone is like, there's there's a fire in it, and they're like, smoking meat, and the boy, (laughs) the child who turns the stick, the child laborer who turns the stick gets to drink as much ale as he wants, because it's so hot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, is there anything else to say about this episode? I feel like, honestly, it's like, so much happened, but it's very clear-cut, like, these men didn't sleep with Anne- they said they did. Other women said they did. And they all got beheaded. I do think the men. there's one Except more Except the one who need... said he did. <laughs> there's yeah. one more thing we need to address uh, from last week's podcast. Uh-oh. It's the fact that Henry Cavill came out with a public statement for people to stop <laughs> harassing his new girlfriend. His lady love. After talking about Henry Cavill's love life and the fact that he dated the, like, neo-Nazi from the Mandalorian or whatever, pre-Mandalorian and possibly pre-neo-Nazi, but who knows. Um, after we discussed that for a long time, Henry Cavill posted a um, statement on Instagram. And um, I'm not going to do a your Sorry, your faces, as I was leading up to that, looked genuinely horrified. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea where you were going. <laughs> I know. I, was like, I don't know what I said. Um, it's basically just him being like, "Hey guys, I love my girlfriend. Please stop talking about her and thinking about her. We live in an age of social enlightenment. Your interest in my life is nice, but it's bad. We live in an age of social enlightenment. So let's move forward with positivity. I love my girlfriend. Please calm down." And it's so funny because I'm like, "This, look." I don't have a lot of like I don't I don't actually care about Henry Cavill that much as a person. That's Unless the celebrities that I think No truly <laughs> Hope like he's happy. I like that he, I like that he had that bat. Yeah. And I think he's super hunky. But like I don't I don't think about him very much. But Except um in a hopeful way that he releases an update to his PC build video. Yeah. With his oh, new I would love card. that. That's very funny, yes. But um but there's something just like so sad for me to me thinking about like this man who's just like hey like i have a girlfriend and the entirety of the comments being like my life is over and i think she's a bad person (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like okay we do Uh, know that his stands like the women who comment in his comment section are unhinged and crazy and sometimes it's good and lots of times it's bad yeah yeah, it's funny looking at his comments, but it's also, like, the fact that there are that many people who have no shame. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Worrying. Yeah, bad. Um, but that's it. I yeah, have nothing else funny. to say. I have nothing else to say. Um, I listened to a uh, podcast episode about Catherine Parr, um, and I, I'm i going to share this little tidbit with you guys because I thought it was interesting and kind of gross um so she seemed like pretty on the ball she wrote books which is kind of cool i don't really know much about Catherine parr that's why i listened to this podcast episode some woman oh my god i should know her name if i'm gonna be 
sharing her stuff. But if you just look up the BBC History Extra podcast, find the one about Catherine Parr. It's a pretty good, it's nice and short, it's like half an hour. She has written a book about each wife. She is not, like, rude about Anne Boleyn, but she does say, like, Anne Boleyn, like, didn't leave us a lot. Like, there's not really much to, like, obviously it's, like, what happened with her is kind of historically interesting, but it's, like, Catherine, like, original Catherine and Catherine Parr left, like, all these, like, texts and, like, letters and, like, all these things where we, like, can know them. So she's, like, I don't know. She's, like, they're way more interesting, which I believe. So two things about Catherine Parr, who is not going to feature in this show, I think, more than, like, maybe two episodes. Like, she is going to be such an afterthought in this show because is she? she's wife number six. Okay. She outlives him. She marries Thomas Seymour, Jane's brother, mm-hmm. and then they, then Elizabeth comes and lives with right. them, and she catches them in an embrace when she's, like, 14. Elizabeth an embrace. 14. Anyway, so Catherine, <laughs> yeah. That's, like, always what they say, and I'm like, okay, just, what? Okay. Anyway, so uh, Catherine Parr, two things about her. First of all, her godmother was the original Catherine, they think. Like Catherine of Aragon. Crazy. Crazy. And that's why she's named Catherine. So, like, love that he married two Catherines. One of them was named after the other one. Anyway, second thing about her. I don't think she was, like, a... I don't know, like, I... Based on this podcast thing, she wasn't, like particularly like loved or hated i think she was relatively well liked and stuff but after she died and then there was like all this like they like um desecrated all these monasteries or places or whatever i don't really remember the details so her body was lost or her grave was vandalized like really badly and then all these places were like destroyed and stuff because of the the civil war and all this stuff and then in the like romantic era or whatever all these you whenever like kind of like old ruins were very like romanticized i guess so these women were like really obsessed with finding her grave because i don't know i honestly don't know why i don't know why these women wanted to find a grave but they there were, like, wasn't oh, much to parent- do back then yeah they were like apparently she's buried around here and we like graves like it was it was like you know gothic shit so they like went and tried to find a grave and they <laughs> sorry found but this the same reason people are like we must find richard the third underneath the parking lot well, this that's the same thing. Say, this is the same thing as you guys going for a walk two weeks ago. Where what do we do? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Shit. Let's go to the graveyard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. People okay. be looking at graves. Yeah. There, there's three tiers to this, and Richard the Third is on a completely other. Like, that's a new level. That's like, as I said, if I had a time machine, I know you guys think we have all these things we do with the time machine. If I had a time machine, I would go back and be the person who proposed, "Let's dig in the Saints for this parking lot," because I think that would be the best feeling in the entire world. I literally think about that every day. Okay. Anyway, so they found her body, and they like, they they had someone like they 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 sorry they didn't find her body. They found like a stone and a grave, and they were like, "Oh, this might be her." So they got someone to come and like open it with them, and apparently they opened it up, and her face was perfectly preserved. So they all, like, the three women and, like, the person who was, like, helping them saw her for, like, a couple seconds and then she just disintegrated because it was, she was, like, in open air. And apparently it was, like, horrifying and these women were, like, oh my god, like, awful. And then there was this, all this history of, like, her body being, like, shuffled around where, like, at one point it was, like, kind of buried in, like, this little town and they sort of, like, had, like, kept it, like, relatively safe and then these farmers took it and, like, danced with it like her bones 
and then it got all broken and it was just like this like her her like after death has been like it's like a really really like fucked up little like story of like this woman who just has never like really like actually been buried and then left alone so now finally she's like basically like just dust now which is what happens when bodies get like shuffled around a lot i guess but now she's buried and there's a like a monument with her like apparently a very uh, like nice uh whatever that's called to her and um whatever but it just like it was really crazy like this like this it was like an afterthought on the podcast it was only like three minutes of description and it was like so these three women wanted to see a grave then they found her and then they looked into her face and then it sunk <laughs> and then these farmers danced where's she her. buried now it's up north somewhere so i have an interesting thing and i can't remember where i saw it i think i saw it on tiktok and it was about what you do and what you're supposed to do if you like come across a body that you like either have like in england there and like especially in london there's like bodies everywhere essentially and so were we talking yeah. about this? when they were building the shard when they were digging the foundation for it they found like the bones and remains of like i don't know like what era but like almost like viking era or like roman era girl and so they had to like get in like you get like these curators and stuff who come in and they like exhumed her body and they like identified her as best they could of like okay she's from this era she was around this old you know these bones are female and then when in like historical circles and things like this it's like when you rebury the body you have to what's custom is you give a funeral that's as close as you can to the funeral they would have received at the time of Mm -hmm, their death mm -hmm. so this is a roman girl so they like performed all these like ancient roman like burial traditions at like the site where the shard is and they buried her there again and there's a plaque on the inside of the shard in like the lobby that says like here lies like roman girl blah 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 and then like some sort of thing and it's also written out in latin because that would have been the language of like her people and like her time isn't that crazy insane i love that so much i would listen to a podcast about bog bodies where they did talk about that where whenever they like obviously some of them go into museums and stuff but like with these people they often try to give them like this sort of like okay this person died whether they were a sacrifice or like a martyr or just like someone who died in a bog and they're like sometimes like they try to like give them the kind of um like memorial that they would have got at the time it's really it's really i you guys know I love this. I love this. So, Sudley Castle is where she's buried. And, um, I've been very close to it. It's quite close to Stowe on the Wold, which is one of the funniest place names of anywhere I've been. <laughs> um, and, uh, it's, um, it's in the Cotswolds, so it's not up north. It's distinctly not up north. It's by, like, Chentelum. Chentel, Cheltenham, 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 whatever the fuck, I don't care. It's, it's in the middle of the Cotswolds, so, um, it's, a uh, it's it's not up north. The woman said up in up 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 at Sudley Castle, but I guess it is up from London. It's just up like two degrees. Anyway, fair enough. So that's where that's where she is. So you can go see her grave now. But yeah, I just thought it was crazy, like just the fact that her 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 body getting lost and then found and then three people like hundreds of years after her death saw her face. <laughs> the what romantic era uh, equivalents of the three of us. 
Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if they did that with Richard the Third. That'd be so crazy. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was just in that parking lot. <laughs> he also was like noted to not be hot, which is fine. Not like Shakespeare. But... Oh my god. Ah, Shakespeare. You know Shakespeare was probably fine. With him. There's no way he was ugly. <laughs> We're not getting into this again, but like. <laughs> Oh, Shakespeare was not hot. All the paintings of him, bad. Shakespeare had an earring, though, so points for that. He. I'm not saying he was like super, super hot. I'm saying that guaranteed, if we were alive back then, he was probably pretty decent looking. As you said, Shakespeare six. Shakespeare six. Wrote Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, I've embarrassed myself enough. Oh, there's the part of my headphones. Oh my god! <laughs> Before we started recording, Grania was like, "I just bought these headphones. They're brand new, and I'm already missing part of them." And we're like, "Maybe it's still in your ear. Maybe it's like, I don't know, like in your it was stuck, it was stuck in my hand." hand. <laughs> we're good. I'm so stupid. Okay. Well, um, um, I think we're good. I have nothing else, so uh, where can you find us all? Granny, where can you find us? You can find us on Twitter at, at @tobelengirls. Uh, please interact with us. We get a lot of we get a lot of likes. We get uh, you know consistently two to three likes on our tweets. But um, <laughs> I would love a question or two. Thank you, Sid, for your question. That was great. Doesn't have to be about the show. Just send us a question. The, oh, it, it can be about literally anything, any ideas for our. Um, you want us to talk about mid season like end of season two before the start of season three before our um our interregnum our interregnum for our bracket yeah if you have any ideas for uh the great british boy off or an alternative uh the current the current plan is to record an episode with a euro bracket and then um we'll reveal the winner a month later after zero <laughs> but um well, you know, we've got other things we can we can think of, so. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know if you have any ideas. Yeah. Maybe we'll just re um, skins now that we have more information. Well, lots of change. Daniel Kaluuya won that Oscar, so how does that affect his rankings? Yeah. And, and the Green Knight hasn't uh, come out, so how does that affect Death And um, <laughs> um, Merv let Grania follow him. Yeah. <laughs> Merv let me follow his Instagram, which voided the last yeah. one completely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll do the Skins Girls. <laughs> For no. anyone not watching at home, I just made a face going, no. Um, yeah, okay. Well, thanks, guys. That was fun. We haven't done our, our individual Twitter plugs, which gets us so many followers oh, yeah, every yeah. week. You can find me, Ellen, at Blah. I think it loses me followers, but it's uh, at Holgranya. And Maddie? No, we say this every week, but it's not this season. I, I just need to offer. Just like I offer Grania food, I just need to offer it. <laughs> All right. And um, thanks for listening. Uh, after we stop recording, we're going to sit and make Grania take a multivitamin. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Grania's going to take a multivitamin tonight. It's going to be Tweet really at the podcast. Exciting. Hashtag Grania take your multivitamin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually nervous, guys. I don't want to. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.